Welcome to Writing It In. This is Matt. And I'm Rachel. Uh, so this is uh, the first episode of season four. Season four. Kicking off in February instead of January. Sorry, yeah. you miss all of our lovely thoughts on Milledgeville, Georgia, because we were too busy to get around to it. Uh, so um, today's episode is, it's unique. It's mm-hmm. fun and different. Um, so Matt traveled without me to New York City, s- and he got back like a week ago, and we haven't actually had time to talk about his trip. Uh, I mean, we're, we had time. We just didn't make time. Right. Um, so. We didn't have mental space. Yeah. To have an in-depth conversation about his trip. Right. Uh, and then it seemed worthwhile to just wait until we had time to record. Right. So I'm going to ask him questions about yeah. his time in New York City, and he's going to answer. Sounds good. So it's hard to believe that episode one of season four is New York City when our first ever episode from season one was also New York City. Yep. In that one, we went to see Peter Bjorn and John. Right. Uh, and the Met. Yes. And a play. Uh-huh. And we also, in our second episode, we had our first and really only serious technical fail. Yeah. We've been pretty fortunate uh, with things not going totally sideways. Yeah, but we had a second episode was supposed to have our friend John talking about the Met with us and the play with us, and then accidentally didn't record it <laughs> while we were doing it. Um, but I got together with John again while I was there too. But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So tell me. I mean, last time it was for a show. Tell me why you went this time. Yeah. So. Back in like mid-January, I was reading a New York Times article about um, Jasper Johns, who's an American artist. Um, I think some say he's the greatest living American artist because oh, he's what? like 90, 100 years old. And <laughs> um, he, if you aren't readily familiar with Jasper Johns, you have most definitely seen his artwork. He did a lot of like targets and numbers and flags but also a lot more that was sort of like early pieces and then that transformed into things this new york times article was specifically about his sort of like i don't want to call this gray period but the gray paintings i don't know mm-hmm. what you'd call them not a john scholar <clears throat> but um and the article is something like how a gray painting could break your heart and i re- i've always liked jasper johns like even his flags and targets he uses an encaustic which is sort of like a wax pigment mm-hmm. thing so they sort of have a quality that is a little different than a normal painting and there's something interesting about them and um but i've actually been most interested in his gray paintings because i remember we saw i i think it was in houston because the that painting that i remember seeing said it was from the Houston collection because this, oh, this was a it was a big retrospective and it's so I may not have seen that one because I didn't I didn't I was at the conference and I didn't go to oh all the museums with you we just went to the one together right and that was that weird one which was fun but mm-hmm. um yeah or maybe well, maybe then you didn't but <clears throat> it's oh, I forget what it's called I don't think it's called voices it might be called voices um so I don't know if you can hear this the cat is making lots of gross noises he makes gross noises. He's just a little sniffly. Yeah. The, um, but it's really just like a bunch of gray, like, st- stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, not anything specific, but then there's just this, like, sort of, like, wooden 
piece of a ruler or something on a wire and there's like a spoon or something I think it is a spoon maybe it's a spoon and fork um, but maybe they also has another one too that is the one that the article is really about and like fork and spoon is an ongoing motif that he uses mm-hmm. even up until more recently and it seems like it's and I wasn't aware of this but he had a romantic relationship with Robert Rauschenberg mm-hmm. and uh, from the Times article they both went to Paris, and when they came back from Paris, their relationship was over. Gotcha. And John's changed his entire way of approaching his art at that point and started doing these gray paintings. And um, But I remember when I saw the one, I think it's Voices, um, it was just really sad and lonely in a way that I didn't understand. I remember just standing there and looking at it for a long time. And so when I read this article, I was like, yeah, of that makes sense that there's all this stuff going on so it's kind of interesting to read the the background so um, at the time I said to Rachel ah, it'd be really nice to go but it's like ends in mid-February and right. Rachel said you should go yeah because you're taking a couple trips right one of them's for a conference so one of them is work related although mm-hmm. I will also be seeing a friend um, but one of them well the other one is a research trip too but uh, but it's also a Adventure. It's it's an adventurous mm-hmm. research trip. So I think this year we're gonna have a couple of these, of things where we travel separately. Right. We'll interview each other. That's partially. I mean, partially because we just wanted to do these things, and partially because like our cat, who we just spoke about, is on a he's on a downturn with his health right now. So yeah. we don't really feel like we can both leave him uh, very very effectively. So yeah, right. we're kind of tag teaming some of our travel this year. Mm-hmm. So it definitely would have been more fun if you were there, but it is fun to travel alone in some ways too. It makes me feel really competent when I travel by myself. I'm like, I can do things on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so I like traveling and that was one of the biggest things that I miss traveling by myself during the pandemic. It's just like, um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't do very many things by myself, right? Like, uh, cause you know, I have a partner and we, you know, eat together and live together and, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I go to conferences though, and I go and do research things and it's nice to like find a new airport and navigate your way through it, figure mm-hmm. out, you know, how you're going to get to your hotel, mm-hmm. sometimes have an absolute total freak out, which I've only done once in the Orlando airport. Cause where the fuck are the... Uber's in that airport. It is not. It is not car friendly. No, I think what, the one time semi recently that I was in Orlando, which was like six or seven years ago at this point, I don't think they were allowing Lyft or Uber to come. I don't. I mean, I eventually got one, and I don't necessarily remember how, but it was really hard and really confusing. And every time I asked someone, they wouldn't help me. Yeah. Uh, so they really want everybody to be. I think getting on those shuttles I guess yeah. to um, which is what I'm doing this time when I go to Orlando I just get on the hotel shuttle I get off at the hotel and Do I it. never leave no so, so yeah we'll have another uh, we'll see if we do an Orlando one if uh, maybe yeah. if you make it to nerd prom I will at, I uh, will be going to nerd prom yes yeah. um, but the the crypto trip will be more fun but yeah. anyway but yeah we're talking about New York City right yeah we are talking about New York City so yeah how was the exhibit now that you've told us why you went? I know. The exhibit was really good. Um, so our friend John met up with us. I was going to um, go with our friend Jason, but he just had work thing come up and wasn't wasn't able to make it. He, he sort of prepped me that that might happen. He, I think he was he was more bummed than I was. I, 
was sad to not see him, but I think he was bummed to just have life get in the way. And the is that keep it keep it quicker. Focus. Bring it in, Rosita. Yeah. The, People care about the exhibit. The um, yeah, no, the exhibit was great though. It was, uh, and I think I mentioned it's a it's a sort of a dual retrospective. Uh, part of it's in Philadelphia. Part of it's here. They sort of like, or not here. Here New being York City. New York City. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they. I don't know. They, I, I don't know enough about the other one. Uh, your cousin was there. She said it was great. Mm-hmm. There w- uh, she sent me this article about how they're like displaying it based on John Cageian, like random, Notes. semi-not random patterns. Mm. Patterns like because they have too many things to show to display, so they like rotate through them. Like that was fan- fantastic. I just like like weird nerdy things like that and. Um, but yeah, this one was pretty straightforward. You know, it started out with some of his earlier stuff that you would expect to see and then went through the gray paintings and then got into more that he was doing with collage and all these things. Um, I I really enjoy a retrospective because, I mean, A, if it's... Like, this was a extensive. It was a whole floor of the Whitney. And it's it's interesting to, A, read a little bit about what was going on and kind of learn about some individual pieces that I didn't know, but to see some of the themes that continue even though I would say his his artwork changes dramatically over time to where like kind of unrecognizable in some ways from other phases but there's still if you know if you've seen the other ones all together you can be like oh like there's this shape even that he has in there or like brings back a spoon or a fork or something like that Um, but yeah it was it was really good it was really nice to have John there uh, to talk about it um, one of the weird side effects of traveling alone is mm-hmm. obviously you don't talk to very many people. And right. then when you, uh, we were talking, and as I do on this too, I just like verbal diarrhea with right. John for a while. Um, <laughs> I'm but sure he appreciated. I mean, you have like interesting things to say. It's also sort of I'm not my, not my space anymore, really, but it, it's space that I'm familiar with. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was like one of the things that I remember that we talked about a bit. Specifically, is like much later. Um, so the original gray paintings, I think, were the '60s, uh, and then like in maybe like the '90s or something, he brought back some similar pieces from it. Some different things were happening, but there's like a fork, a, like an image of a fork on it, and on the painting is written like, "This should be nine inches long, but it's actually like twelve inches long." Mm. And, like, they talk in the thing, and it seems evident that the the fork and spoon are, like, representative of their relationship. So, like, Robert Rauschenberg is probably the name more people have heard, even though maybe more people could recognize Jasper John's mm-hmm. work. Uh, maybe that's not true. I just know Robert Rauschenberg from being an art student and right. seeing him places. And, like, he was also groundbreaking in things that were happening with mixed media just like uh, Jasper Johns was. and I will say I went to a party on Friday while you were not here, and yeah. nobody knew who Jasper Johns was. No, so, right. Uh, so, But I did not bring up Robert Rauschenberg as a... As, as a, a counter. Right, yeah. Uh, but whatever I... As I, a litmus test. When I was telling some people at work that I was doing this trip, I was like, I'm going to see this artist Jasper Johns, and they were always like, mm, and I was like, he did sort of like targets and flags, and they're like... They, they all, you know, were computer people, so they would like look it up and be like, right. "Oh yeah, I've seen this." So like yeah. every single one of them knew who it was once they looked. Yeah, it up. just didn't recognize the yeah. name. Um, and 
But it seems like Rauschenberg was one of those personalities that was sort of bigger than life in mm. some ways. You know, kind of like Jackson Pollock, similar time periods-ish. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think I, that to me, and they, they also talk a lot about how Jasper Johns was, you know, he was pre-pop art, um, and he sort of, you know, they talk about how it was leading, sort of like removal of the artist's interior space from the artwork. And I'm looking at these things, I was like, that is bullshit. Like, these are so autobiographical. Mm, um, right. You don't need to know that, but if you know that, it adds a layer to it. Because like that one, I didn't know anything about he had a relationship with anyone. And it right. was just a gray painting, and it was sad. Yeah. And like, why? Um, and so I think things like that, it seems like almost like him thinking back. I, I'm, I'm reading into this, of course, right? But I like to think that that's sort of like his commentary looking back on his relationship with Robert Rauschenberg and like how much he was maybe tied up into that and that, you know, for all of us, right? Like we have these moments in our lives that seem so impactful to who we are or caused us pain or something. And and a lot of times those moments are maybe smaller than we remember them being. Mm. And that's interesting. And maybe that's like okay to come to grips with, like, oh, all right, right. Like, so that one felt to me like healing. Again, I'm making this shit up, but I thought it was interesting. So yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, on top of that, though, the Whitney had a ton of other great stuff. There was, oh, I forget her name, first name Packer. I think her last name was. She did these fantastic paintings. She was on the top floor. We started on the top floor, so it was. Um, I think it was Packer, and then there was like. That their sort of modern American uh, collection, and then there was another exhibit that was more around like craft um, and sort of like complicating craft. The and then the f- next floor was Jasper Johns, and um, I think that's how it was. Yeah, and so. The um, so we saw a few things before we even got to it, mm-hmm. and maybe the craft one was after Jasper, uh, Jasper Johns, but regardless, right? Um, the the Packer one was great because I don't know she had some large scale paintings. This was another one where John was like, "Oh, okay," because I like I messaged you during that. I was like, "Who's the person that our, our friend from the Britain Fellowship like studies?" And I looked at him, I was like, William Blake. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to explain to John, I was like, you know that painting? It's like that guy who does the sort of illuminated poetry things. And there's this like, I don't know if it's God or what, but his hand. John's like, what the hell are you talking about? So I like looked it up. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, of course. And I was like, there's this person playing pool. It's a pretty big picture of this person playing pool. And there's no pool stick. But you can see the, the sort of shape they're in. And the way that this artist paint is like, there's details in the paintings and then there's a lot of not details. So there might be a figure and that figure is sort of like a like a, a slightly different colored blob in a human shape that's on a slightly different colored background and then you might see their hands mm-hmm. or like part of a face. And and there's a lot of like texture in the those blobs so you can tell it's a figure but they're very vague mm-hmm. and then there's some specifics. So like to not have the pool stick didn't seem strange because it was sort of you could tell there was a person you could see the stance they had and there were these three spheres that sort of looked like planets but 
if you looked at them, they also right. looked like pool balls. Mm-hmm. And then when you looked at the shape the person was standing in, it was sort of like at this like forward angle, like you were a camera on the end of the pool stick. And but it was almost not exactly, but very referential to the shape of that painting with the hand with the starburst. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't exact, right? But it was like enough. I was like, and John was like, oh, I would have never even considered that. And I was like, I don't know if it's conscious, but it seems like. Yeah. It's reference and she did it she did that there was another one that was it was all yellow yellows with like some oranges kind of in it and but it was this body sort of writhing and again you couldn't quite tell it was a body but you also could tell it was a body right um and it felt like those um forget exactly what they're called but it's like slave escaping or bound in something that Michelangelo did of the these sculptures where there was like body parts sort of writhing from, from the, stone, the stone and yeah. they're still raw stone. Yeah. Um, and it felt very much like that. Again, it didn't feel like in any way that she was like ripping these off. It felt like she was forging new ground because it was more about like identity and, mm-hmm. and things. And, um, but also that it, uh, like it was kind of interesting. It was like building on art. It also referenced art history. So like the art nerd, I kind of appreciated some of that stuff. So that was really nice. The craft section uh, was really interesting. There was some cool stuff in there. I always like craft. I have a mm-hmm. pottery degree, um, if I haven't said that before. And only complaint I had was there was plenty of things. There was a lot of fiber and other like non-ceramic sort of things, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Um, but there were like three... Betty Woodman pieces and I don't think there was two of any other artist mm-hmm. and I like Betty Woodman's interesting I've actually met her I think I saw her talk um, and some of her stuff is interesting it was definitely groundbreaking and important but I don't know if it was like three pieces important when right. there were other artists that weren't represented there Yeah. so that was kind of curious um, I wonder I mean it's probably all about like who donates what to to some extent good point. right yeah yeah um, so that was all, it was all really, really good. We were both very worn out by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, there was sort of like a video show we didn't see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, it was good. And so but it was, yeah. important question for you. Uh-huh. Did you miss me biting you? I always try to bite you when we're in an art museum. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I ever put that together. <laughs> I mean, you bite me sometimes it's not art museums. Right. Um, no, I would have, it would have been nice to share that experience with you for sure though. Um, and then... You know, to kind of continue that day, that was like day two mm-hmm. while we were there. John and I went to Chelsea Market. We walked on the High Line. Really nice. It's really freaking cold in New York City in, <laughs> right, February. in February. Um, Especially when you're, you know, used to Atlanta temperatures. Yeah, yeah. So the High Line was sort of like a giant wind tunnel, but it was still well worth walking on for a while. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to go back. I mean, the only... I mean, we've been there in the summer, but not for like a solid mm-hmm. 20 years. Probably. Um, so, uh, and the last time we were there was December, so yeah. I'd love to go when it's a little bit nicer, mm-hmm. but maybe not like crazy humid. Yeah. Um, so we can, l- let's wrap up this section with, because th- I was there two and a half days mm-hmm. and it was a lot of art. Mm-hmm. I did an art museum every day. Mm-hmm. So I want to just touch on the other two and then maybe we can talk about food or whatever else you were going to ask me about, but we yep. can wrap up the art thing. Went to the MoMA. Um, definitely recommend going to the MoMA anytime. It's just, there's so many pieces of artwork that you've seen in books or on posters or anywhere. And we talked about that a little bit in our first podcast. I mean, obviously the re- yeah. exhibits are different, but... Oh um, yeah, because we were there. And they they finished the remodel, but I can't 
I could massively tell the difference. <laughs> um, but it, but it's been so long. You know, I guess it was only three years that we were there. But I mean, pandemic years. Yeah, it's like true. Decades. Yeah, yeah, or like none at the same time. Right. Um, the other one though that was was a lot of fun. The last day, I just want to. I only had like a few hours to to kind of spend before I had to head to the airport, and I was looking for things that were nearby. Um, I considered the. I was staying in sort of like. Technically, I think it was Chelsea. Well, the hotel says it's Chelsea, but I think it was like really on the edge of that. And it was right next to Koreatown, and it was like four or five blocks from the Empire State Building, which we'll talk about in the next section probably. Right. And um, so like the Fashion Institute of Technology had a museum like two blocks from my hotel. And uh, there was also this thing called the Poster House. So good. Like, cannot recommend that enough. Um, I would consider... We, we don't get to New York that often. Three years is actually the closest yeah. between trips. Yeah. Um, I would definitely consider going back there. I would also definitely consider staying in that hotel that I stayed at, which was like a Cambria, I think is what it is, which is part of Comfort Suites or whoever that is. And like, I'm sometimes pretty suspect of them. Right. But it was a killer price. It was clean. I had a nice view. It had a couch in the room so I could like relax and not just sit on the bed. Uh, and it was so close to so many things that I could want yeah. to. So that was, that was ideal and it was really for affordable. what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially because it was a sh- short-term trip. Um, right, yeah. Well, yeah. Or notice. Didn't, yeah, didn't have very much time to plan ahead, which is something that I'm also experiencing with my oh yeah with yeah. my trip that's happening in like two weeks now. The, um, at the poster exhibit, though, there's, again, we talk about this all the time. If you haven't checked it out, Instagram, if you this isn't how you found us, um, we're rated in underscore podcast on Instagram. There's a bunch of photos. I took a bunch of photos of this stuff while I was there. Um, but there was this cool exhibit at the poster house about, um, oh, Pushpin. Pushpin was like a magazine and a design house, and it's gone through a bunch of iterations. And they designed a lot of stuff you are familiar with. Um, I actually think like they might have been the I Love New York. Mm, okay. That is not as indicative of the stuff they had there. They they were like big people doing like psychedelic stuff. Okay. Oh, fun. Um, and it was like fun stuff. It was like all these album covers and like actually the Bob Dylan, that like classic Bob Dylan poster album cover where it's like just a few fades of color and it's sort of an outline of him. Like that's him and that's oh, similar right, right, to a lot of the right. style yep. they were doing at that time. Yep. Um, that was really interesting to just kind of learn about this thing that I had seen so much of but never knew yeah, that it was a thing. Was from, and yeah. then there was a black exploitation poster exhibit, which I thought they did a good job of kind of like complicating what that is, but also talking about how at the time it was like just representation, even if it wasn't an ideal representation mm-hmm. that had not really existed. And it was allowing black actors to actually like make good money and right. get their names and things and start out giant careers that went on the rest of their lives. So um, that was an interesting. And they also, the cool thing about that, they had a record player, player playing soundtracks from the movies while you were in there. So that was also kind of fun. It was that nice, fun. like full experience. And the whole building was just beautifully designed and well curated. For not a real big place and not a very expensive ticket, ton of fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the art stuff. All right. We'll come back and we'll talk about Empire State Building and some food stuff, I guess. So you didn't just uh, obviously go to art museums, though. You also had to eat food and 
And you did something that I wouldn't necessarily do, which is go up the Empire State Building. Oh, I yeah. I don't like heights. Yeah, and actually that was the thing. So day one was rainy and miserable. And I didn't really put two and two together on that. And I was like, well, Rachel's not going to want to go up in the Empire State Building. It's going to be rainy. I can stay inside and do something. A or B, whatever. The freaking observation deck on... Empire State Building, which I knew this, especially if I'd remembered that I'd seen, um, like a million movies. Yeah, what's the the, <laughs> the big one? Uh, um, uh, not you've got mail. Not is it Sleepless in Seattle? Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, one of those. Um, that uh, the deck is outside, so like I a rainy, freezing cold day. It. Now there's a huge fence. It's actually like I, uh, you probably still wouldn't have loved it, but like you would have to really work to get over that fence because it like goes up and curves up above you like if someone really wanted to do it it would there it just wouldn't happen i don't think so um but anyway the uh i you know i got in on on a friday i took off the day friday and um it was rainy and cold and i walked from the moma to my hotel which was like a mile and a half a little more maybe and i was pretty darn wet oh Mm -hmm. oh one more art thing there's a a James Terrell oh, right. in the lobby of a gonna, building. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. You, um, you, but I talked you stole much. my thunder. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, go ahead. Um, James Terrell, lobby James of Terrell. a building. Yeah, so James Terrell, he's this light and space artist. You can look him up. Uh, if you have an opportunity to see one of his pieces, I de- highly recommend it. We've talked about it in the past in the Nashville yeah. episode um, and probably other episodes. Yeah, just Google him, whatever city you go to. See yeah, if there's one there. Check it out. That takes some time and space to... Look at some light in space. Uh, it takes a little bit of p- patience, kind of. Some of them. Yeah, I mean, you want to just give it some attention, I suppose, yeah. right? And um, But he has this lobby that he designed that the, I went in, because you can go into the lobby, mm-hmm. and it's just like a bunch of, I mean, ultimately neon lights, like sort of hidden behind so you don't see the direct neon lights, but you see the the light cast into these spaces and Mm -hmm. everything just sort of glows. But it was just this intensely glowing pink room. And I went in and I was like, you know, can I just come in and look around? And they were like, yeah, of course. And they were like, this is, you know, artist James Trell. I was like, oh, awesome. That's great. Actually, I looked it up and like came specifically for that. And they were like, well, it's a bummer because normally it rotates through colors, but because it's Cancer Awareness Month, it's... Oh, it's just pink. Pink. Um, And I was like, that's totally fine. Like this looks... Jay Coleman? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but it was cool and pink too. Like it was just, it was just nice. Um, I it was kind of awkward to just hang out in this l- giant lobby with just like two security guards. Right. Um, They're so I took to a it, couple. Uh, oh, you also can't take pictures in there. So, but it also gave me a chance to break from being in the rain. Mm-hmm. Got a little warmer. Headed back out. Finished my walk. Um, but anyways, so while I'm doing that walk, I couldn't see any of the tops of the buildings, and I thought, well, that was a waste of money that I. Bought tickets to the top of the Empire State Building because right. I'm not going to be able to see anything. Right. And so I was a little bit grouchy, a little cold. I went mm-hmm. to the hotel and hung out for a little bit and then went and grabbed some food. And then this is another thing about traveling alone is, well, A, you know that I sometimes have like analysis paralysis on decision making for right. food when I'm alone, especially. Yeah. And it can be hard for sure. But I had come across a place that was like within walking distance of the hotel that looked interesting. It was like a Izakaya type. Japanese. A Japanese place, uh, small plates and and stuff, and uh, and it was like two blocks from Empire State Building, so it was just like all in the nice area and it had yeah. really high good reviews. And 
So I got done. I had tickets for like 7.30 because I wanted to be late enough. But I was like, at 6.30, I don't really have anything else to do. I can walk around in the cold or I can just drink too much. Um, so I, I went to the Empire State Building. And somehow between that trip to the stop at the hotel and me eating dinner, the, clear, the skies cleared up. And, um, and nobody else got the memo. So there was nobody there. Like all this stuff talks about the lines right and and how crowded it is and how crowded it is yeah and they did say evening is going to be not as crowded but i still thought i'd have to wait in some sort of line i walked in and there was like one other person at the kiosk and i happened to see over their shoulder um change ticket time so i just walked up to a different kiosk and like scanned my ticket changed my ticket time to 6 30 walked in i don't think anybody actually looked at my ticket and i just (laughs) because it's all set up with all these exhibits Uh because they expect you're going to be waiting in line you can look at some interesting stuff I would have spent more time with the exhibits if I wasn't like the only one in this empty hallway. Right. Um, and not quite knowing what was happening. So I just pretty much walked through and then you take an elevator up to the 80th floor. You can walk around a little bit. There's more exhibits there. There's the King Kong sort oh, of funny. thing. Picture of that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's a bunch of windows that you can just look out that are pretty nice. And, um, and then you take another elevator up to the 86th and that's where the outdoor viewing thing is and it was fantastic like the clouds were still above it was it was like a jasper johns painting (laughs) i just realized that but i hadn't seen it yet it was just this like swaths of gray on the sky and there was like other densities of grayness in the distance but you could see really quite far um it was spectacular it was beautiful it was brisk yeah, I bet. brisk, brisk. There was a bunch of folks from a uh, bunch of kids. Ultimately, you know, they were probably like in their twenties from Ireland there, and um, like they like there was ice was covered uh, like half the side of the building, and they all seemed really enamored by the ice for some reason. Um, but also, we were all just like laughing like idiots because of how cold it was. Yeah. Um, but you could stand in certain spots that had great views that weren't cold, but then you would like turn a corner to get a just a better view and it would just be like cut through you right um yeah because it was humid and like 20 degrees yeah or something, and right? it had been raining all day so every and it was cold so everything was just covered in ice now the floor was safe and everything and um but i i never had a jockey to get a view you just like walked up to, to the multitude of open yeah. spaces there were probably 20 of us on the top of the viewing deck and then i had splurged and got the upper deck um which was a nice space but there was like four or five of us in the upstairs space, which is a pretty small space. If I would have been there on a busy day and spent like the the premium on that upper deck, which is like 102nd floor, I probably would have been irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, so take my excitement about Empire State Building with a grain of salt. Right. Go in the winter. It was, go in the evening probably. Yeah, it was very specific. I, yeah, and I, I, I was really more interested in the evening anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets yeah, are more expensive lights. during sunset. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I wanted to see the lights and mm-hmm. and it was fun. Um, I, I mentioned this in the post and the on Instagram and, and Facebook is um, like I really like cities. A, I'm a city, kind of a city person. We live in the city here in right. Atlanta. We walk to things. Um, and but there's something about being high in a building. I felt kind of the same way when I was in Japan. Um, just sort of like the amazement and wonder of what humans can accomplish and like the sheer hubris and yeah. folly of that at the same time. Um, it, is, it is pretty bonkers when you look at a city from 
from up above like that. Yeah. I mean, taking the bad with it, but it's like, it makes me proud to be a person sometimes, right? Like, we can do these things together sometimes. Sometimes. Or at least we used to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. So Empire State Building was, was a surprise highlight. It was probably my favorite part. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice when you're traveling and things surprise you like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Jasper Johns exhibit was like probably a once in a lifetime ex- opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's the it's still the core reason, but like right. the the happiest thing I did that I didn't expect. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's really important to just do random things. Yeah. 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 And that was the thing that I was saying too is like traveling alone, I could just like change my plans. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. You, we're good about changing plans pretty easy. <laughs> Um, but we would have ended up like hanging out longer at the restaurant and then probably gotten impatient about being up or gotten there too late because right. they do close a little bit because of some COVID time stuff. And, oh, right. Um, we still would have had, I think, plenty of time. But yeah. yeah. Well, and I just, I don't know that I would have been interested in going up. So maybe, no, yeah, right. I mean, hearing about the fences, maybe I would now, but still, eh, it's not, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Being inside is better. Yeah, being inside is better. Um, there's there's one of the skyscrapers in New York City. I've seen, I saw like a YouTube, you know, clickbait title on like New York's skinniest skyscraper or whatever. And I didn't watch it, but I noticed it before I left. I don't know, just because it was like skinniest skyscraper or whatever. And then from the top of the Empire State Building, you can see this thing. And it's just like a weird, like 80 story, I don't know how tall it is toothpick that just like sticks out of the city there's other taller buildings ish near it but it does not look like it should stand up it looks like one of those like it looks like it should have a lot of guy wires keeping it from tipping over or something like that that actually made me uncomfortable looking at it because I thought like oh my god if you're in that building what what yeah I wonder how much it moves with the wind I think it moves a lot from what that little the little uh, clickbait thing in- indicated. So um, that sounds terrible. No, not not for me. Not no. for Rachel, for sure. No. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. So what else did I do? That or what else were you wondering that I haven't? Well, we haven't so really talked about this. you ate at Izakaya, and you sent me some pictures of that, and then yeah. you ate some Korean food, right? Uh, yeah, I kind of ate a bunch of Korean food. Uh, well, I had because I was right near Koreatown, so right. I was like, I'm gonna live this up. It was also close. Yeah. Because um, like it was the hotel was right off. Sixth Avenue, the Avenue of the Americas, or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of chain businesses oh, right, and things. Yeah. There's plenty of other other things too, but a lot of it kind of felt a little generic. There was plenty of interesting stuff because I actually went to another like Korean bar that was there right. the first night, um, and that's because it was like around the corner from my hotel, and I was like, well, I could go for one more drink. Right. And went in there. Um, and then I ended up getting a little, like, open sushi thing, like an open roll. It was sort of a little tiny taco in a nori roll. But it had sea urchin and mm-hmm. cucumber. And that might have been the single best bite of best food bite. I've eaten this year. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, it took, took me two bites. But it was just... Not for you as no, well. Also not for me, yeah. Um, but it was just so fresh and interesting and light, but flavorful all mm-hmm. at the same time. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm envious of the I'm envious of the food that you got to have. Yeah. I mean, I just, I cooked meals for myself at home. Which so. were, looked good, too, or I sounded mean, good. It was, it was nice, like, you know, because sometimes when you go out of town, I just, like, 
throw things together because I'm lazy, but yeah. I did actually cook. Yeah, and so like because I was in, you know, the Koreatown area, I was like, I need to get some Korean fried chicken. So on the second day, you know, John and I had gotten dinner over in Chelsea Market. We got an early dinner. It was like 4.30 or something mm -hmm. just so we could get back on the train. And um, we, uh, and then I was kind of wandering around. Like, I, I messaged you then. I was like a little bit exhausted mm -hmm. from walking around and tired and grouchy. Mentally. Mentally born. Mentally done in. I know. I almost just went to bed and I was like, Rizika, you can't do this. Yeah. Um, I was trying to convince you to go to a show, but none of them were standing out to you, um, no, which is totally fine. Yeah, and it was a little bit further away. The, there were a couple that looked interesting, but they were the sort of off-Broadway shows, and those were longer. It would be like, like I wasn't up for walking another mile and a half. Yeah, that makes and perfect sense. And it was sense. just like, ugh. Um, especially for like $80. And it's cold. Yeah, yeah. So instead, I kind of just rallied a little bit, hung out, checked my phone, mentally recouped, talked to you a bit, mm -hmm. and then... Um, <laughs> tried to get some Korean fried chicken at this one bar that had really good reviews. I don't even remember what it was called. Um, but the, like I got there and it was obviously a much more popular place. I mean, right. everything's popular. It's New York City. Um, but I went in and it was busy, but it wasn't insane. And I, they were like, you know, do you have a reservation? I was like, no. It was just one. I was hoping I could just sit at the bar. And he was like, mm. Hold on. And he like talked on his walkie-talkie and then was like, do you have space up there for one? Okay, I'm going to send one up to the bar. Uh, so then it was kind of a secret door, but not a secret door. Mm -hmm. um, but he was like, okay, so they've got a table at the bar upstairs. It's got a smaller menu, but because I said I just wanted a drink. Mm -hmm. Expecting... That the smaller menu would also include some fried chicken? Well, no. I, I, I didn't realize it was a second place, right? Gotcha. And then I was just like... I said, can I just sit at the bar, is what I said. And, because I was trying to make it as easy as possible and mm -hmm. get sat. And I was figuring at the bar I'd be able to get some food. Right. And then when I, they sent me to this basically second bar mm -hmm. in the restaurant, it didn't have the same menu as the other bar that I had looked at. Right. So, um, but I got up there and it was cool. It was, they had like kind of fun electronic-y music going on. And there was a lot of people just like talking and chattering and there were only a couple lights they're all turned down to almost nothing and there was like 50 candles lighting the mm. place yeah um, it was really pretty and yeah and so I sat down at the bar and they gave me the menu and the cocktail menu at this sort of semi again the reason I say it's semi-secret is he was like so to get up to the upstairs bar do you see that there's a painting there and a door mm -hmm. and he's like is it right it's, it's, I think he said it's behind the painting and I was like, um, I, I think I said to him, I'm sure it'll make sense as I get closer. <laughs> and I start walking and he's like, no, no, sir, sir, it's right here. Um, I, and then it was like a door that had some like graffiti kind of on it. Gotcha. And I opened the door and you, it was this really sketchy stairway that was like old and super steep and like old pipes and kind of gross. And then I opened it up into this fun bar. Into this fancy place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most expensive cocktail I've ever bought there, but it did come with a little plate of food. But they didn't have the food I was looking for, so I had a couple of drinks, listened to the music, screwed around on the phone, talked mm -hmm. to you on chat, and then went and actually found some real fried chicken that ended up being a mammoth pile. It was like the polar opposite cost-wise from the cocktails. Right. <laughs> um, I think it was like $12, and I got a plate of food easily as big as my head. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it looked pretty crazy. Uh, so how did it compare to confirmed fried chicken that we've had in Atlanta? We've only really been able to do, at least for the one that's in Midtown, we've only really been able to do takeout, which yeah. I don't think is ideal. I also, I don't 100%, that's a little bit of a different, it's fried chicken and it's got like kimchi and stuff on it. But I'm, what I'm looking for is that, that sort of Korean fried chicken that's like super crisp, mm-hmm. has a sweet and spicy glaze on mm. it. Yeah, and I think that just the takeout means that it's not ever as crisp. And that that could be too. Now, I would say it it wasn't as good as Gaja Korean House when theirs was good. Right. Last time we went, it was kind of mediocre. Yeah, it um, was not great. But it, it was not nearly as good as Gaja Korean House. Gotcha. Um, and... But uh, but it was still good. It was good. And um, would I go... Because I tried to go to another place that was a little higher rated, that was a little bit down the block. And it was going to be like 20-minute wait. So I was like, that's not worth it. Um, Might have been better. Who knows? Right. But, yeah. but you had a fun experience. Yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. So. And then I had Korean the next day, too, for lunch. Mm-hmm. I was going to get pizza, and there was nobody else in the pizza place. Yeah. That, that never feels great. It's no. okay if you're... I mean, it still doesn't feel great if you're with someone else, but, like, it's a little bit better, if it, at least if you're with someone else. Yeah. And that, it, it, granted, it was, like, 11.45, so people were, probably weren't hitting the restaurants for lunch yet. Um, but that place, I also ordered... You know, it was a fair menu price. It was a big bowl of... The menu indicated it was going to be big. It was, like, dakboki. Mm-hmm. Um, rice cakes and spicy sauce Stuff. and some like fish cakes and and this had like mussels and shrimp in it um but then i ended up like they also you you get banchan a lot of korean places these little like sides um if you're not familiar yeah uh so that came and i was like oh that's nice because it seems like a number of the places in atlanta don't do that whereas like when we were in well, I Toledo, mean, they did. Well, and if you're up on like actual Buford Highway, where right, all the Korean restaurants are, yeah. but like the ones that are that are in town, yeah, are right, less right. likely to. The um, you can order them as a side or something. It's not quite right. the same. So it came, and I was like, oh, fun. That's right. Ate some things, and then my food came, and then they also brought me a plate of dumplings, and I was like, I cannot <laughs> possibly eat all this food. Like this is ridiculous. Um, but that that place was fantastic. Uh, I think it had like four point seven or four point eight stars, and it deserved it. It was good. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was food and walking and art. That's all yeah. I did for like. That sounds great to me. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm apprehensive about my trip, which is going to involve more driving <laughs> and weird museums and hurting cats. In the yeah, form of but my you'll friends. have time like chat with your friends in the car, and yeah, you'll get up to. We're also to no like good. longest drive is three hours. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so everything's pretty short. And you're going to get to check out cryptids. Uh, I know. Yeah. So I will tell you all, all about cryptids um, after I get back from that trip, which is going to be in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Mothman. Snallygaster. I haven't heard back from Snallygaster yet. Um, and uh, Archive of the Afterlife. Yeah. Oh, I like that was the place that you you showed us the... Or you... During D&D or whatever, you sent the link, and it was like, do you have a cursed item? Yep, exactly. <laughs> it was like, do you have a haunted object? You can bring it to us. Um, so I don't have a haunted object, unfortunately. I would love to take the haunted object, but I don't want to be like, here's a fake thing, because that's just rude. No, yeah. 
So I don't happen to have anything cursed no. or haunted. No. I mean, too bad it's not your D&D character. You do have a cursed item right now that we're yeah, trying to get rid true. of. Yeah, that's true. Here, I hand over to you this imaginary <laughs> staff. It's cursing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you happen to be interested in hearing a very tired and maybe a little bit inebriated Matt give, I, I did a couple travelogues while I was there. I don't know if I'll even bother re-listening to them. I'm probably just going to post them because that's yeah. how we run this show. Yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah. So there's going to be two more sort of mini solo sodes um, coming out, uh, which will be day one and day two of New York City. I didn't do a day three. Um, we talked about some of that stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I wish you were there with me. It would have been more fun. We need to get back to traveling a little bit more, but we got to get this cat healthy and feeling yeah. a little bit better. Poor guy. I know. So, yep, it's all about... It's all about taking care of the family. Yeah. Uh, not that we're in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, we well, still haven't watched one of those, or I haven't. <laughs> it's all about family. Is it? All right. We'll have to check that out. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to me ramble. That's uh-huh. mostly to you, Rachel, and uh, any of you that are still listening to mm-hmm. this. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Rain It In underscore podcast, Rain It In podcast, uh, dash podcast, I think, on Facebook. Uh, like and subscribe if you yep. haven't already. Um, if you want to rate us, you can do all that bullshit. I know. It'll really help us. It'll really help with our ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, it's nice to see when, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. listens go up. And oh, we uh, we're mostly appreci- doing this for really, ourselves. We really, really appreciate yeah. um, anyone who listens. Yep. And we always, always appreciate anybody who gives us feedback, too, because we yep. have friends and family reach out um, on this. And, and plenty of people that we don't know that are listening to it somehow. So I that's know. strange. Yeah. Yep. All right. Until next time when we talk about cryptids. You can check us out at anchor.fm slash reinitin. That's spelled R-E-I-N-I-T-I-N. All one word, no spaces. And you can leave us a message there. You can also follow us at Instagram at reinitin underscore podcast or email us at reinitin at ssdpress.org. Also spelled R-E-I-N-I-T-I-N at S-S-D-P-R-E-S-S dot org. Thanks again to all of our friends and family for all the support and for putting up with this. Have a great day.